Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Megan. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. We are excited to be bringing you in a special Easter, not Easter edition, I guess, of um, a more than mom. Yeah, exactly. This just happens to be falling on Easter, but it's not really going to be about Easter. Although, you know, I do feel like this is the time of year where a lot of people start thinking about outdoor spaces. Maybe you had brunch outside. Maybe you did. Or maybe if you live in a place where it's not quite there yet, the weather Maybe you, you know, maybe the Easter bunny is bringing you something that you can use to beautify your patio, your porch, yes, your yard, whatever it is. So we're going to talk about like the way we're going to kind of set this up is we're going to talk about the reality, like what our outdoor spaces actually look like right now. Mm -hmm. Good, bad and the ugly. Yep. What we would love for them to look like. um, And then kind of what we're doing to get closer to that, like to the closer to the ideal, because I know for myself, like if my outdoor space feels and looks good I want to actually use it mm-hmm. that's so true instead of just staying inside like watching tv or yeah stacking up ac and you know Sarah you admitted on our last episode or a couple episodes ago that you're an indoor cat I am naturally I like the indoors but, but if you, if the outdoors feels more like indoors exactly if you have what you need to stay kind of shady and cool and it feels like it's a, an extension of your home Um, You're right. You're so much more likely to spend time outdoors. We should say that if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Um, A couple of Sundays a month, we do these more than mom. This is kind of a series within our show and it has nothing to do with motherhood or parenting. So if you're wondering why you're listening to an episode about patio decor, welcome. (laughs) This is more than mom. And every Tuesday we come up with a new motherhood and parenting topic and those come out weekly. So just in case we're catching anybody on your first visit, happy Easter. And this is why, this is why we're talking about this is what's happening right now. This is where you are. (laughs) Yep. I love it. 
Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. Okay, Sarah, I'm driving the bus. I heard you take a breath like you thought you were in charge. I'm not. I'm sitting Me. back on my front porch. I'm in ch- Are you on your front porch? No. Oh, I was going to say, you sound great. I don't hear any birds. Usually your birds are so aggressive. My bird, If I opened the back door right now, you would hear the birds and you would yes, feel whenever it. Yes, whenever you send me Voxer messages or whatever from, from your neighborhood, it's like, tweet, tweet, tweet. Everyone's flipping out, so... All right. So not in the front porch, but we can imagine that we were. So I'm going to let you go first. And I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question and then just kind of keep in mind and I'll kind of lead you through the questions, but just give me a description. So describe your current front porch or front yard, like whatever you see when you look out into the front part of your house, what does it look like? Okay. So we have a little front porch, just big enough. It's really like the front stoop, right? Like where you stand and knock on our door. Um, Mm -hmm. It's big enough for, there's two little chairs and a table there. And that is a walkway. So there is um, there is a strip of grass along that walkway, but it's not what I would call like a yard, like a big okay. square yard. The biggest um, section of our front facing, you know, our street facing part of our home is really the driveway. So houses on our neighborhood all have three, like two and a half, three car dry, uh, garages. So then the driveway is fairly wide. 
And that kind of takes up the biggest amount of space. So small grassy strip, um, kind of planter type side on the side of the house as you walk up to the front porch and then one step up and a, yeah, I don't know, maybe like a five by eight little flagstone, uh, like patio porch, but again, not big enough, like not like a porch, like we're going to put a bunch of furniture and sit out here. There are two chairs and a little table. Um, do you want me to keep going or is that enough? Well, okay. I I mean, I was just going to, if you, once you stopped or like trailed off, I was going to jump in. So right now, like how, so within the context of your neighborhood, how is your front yard? Like, do you use your front yard? Do your neighbors use their front yards? Do people wander in and out of each other's front yards? I'm just trying to get a feeling for like how these spaces are used. Yeah. So nobody really wanders into one another's front yards, unless it's like kids who are friends with the neighbor kids. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people walk in the neighborhood. So you'll have people walking. It's a a sidewalk. So it's very common that people would be walking their dog, you know, in front of my house, but it's not like it's common area where people are traipsing through it at all. Um, And people do spend time outside. Uh, People use their garages, almost like rec rooms in my neighborhood. And I know we're not, that's like a whole separate thing, but sometimes people (laughs) do open up their garage doors and some people have like a little mini home gym or a home office out there. Cause we do yeah. have seasonally, you know, like you could be out there, you, you would, it wouldn't be air conditioned or heated, but you don't need those things most of the year. Um, so you do see people using their front spaces, you know, a fair amount. And most people there's like four or five, um, it's, we're in like a subdivision. So there's like four or five different, um, what do you call it? Like models of the, yeah. of the homes. And while the exteriors are decorated differently, there's kind of four or five different ways like that you might approach a, someone's front walk. Um, and so it's fun to see different ways people kind of use that space, but none of it is p- very big. So nobody okay. has like big front porches where they're just hanging out, watching the passersby. Does it have any logistical challenges like size, shape, location, whatever that make it hard to enjoy? I think for me, and this would just be unique for me, um, I love the idea of sitting on our front porch, but I can't see it's, it's, um, set back. And so the garage sticks out, which means if I sit there, I could not see my kids in the place where they would most likely be scootering, biking and playing mm-hmm. because my house is in the way, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. um, and so that, that is a logistical challenge. If the kids are, um, biking and scootering, I tend to want to be on the driveway, but there's no, there's no seating area on the driveway. Literally people in my neighborhood, like drag out like a camp chair or something and sit on their okay. driveway. Cause the, the front doors are kind of set back if that makes sense okay yeah no and I've seen it so I can totally imagine what you're talking about so do you have stuff out front for the kids to play with or yeah I mean games yeah we do a lot of sidewalk chalk that's always fun um and then we got a basketball hoop just a couple months ago for free it was down the street and somebody was getting rid of it and Brian lugged it up and it's been great the kids love it Reed loves it um so that's been really fun and that's relatively new and then anything else is sort of in the garage but we'll open up the doors and drag stuff out from bikes to scooters and but no other like front yard games or anything just and you said you have a couple of chairs and a table out there like any particular style or is it sort of like an afterthought because I I feel like I could see like whatever chair you can fit is the chair that goes there exactly and and I didn't want to spend any money so what they are is we had this patio set that my parents handed us down. It was once really nice, but it was, I don't know, 15 years old, kind of that heavy teak wood. Yeah. And the chairs, two of the chairs, they're so heavy. So they don't work well as a dining chair because it's, they're really heavy to drag around. And so we just took the, most of them were falling apart. We got rid of most of them when we kept the two that were the least falling apart and this little tiny kind of accent table that fits between them. So 
Yeah. And then I have bought a couple cushions to try and spruce up that area, but it's right next to the front door. So it's a pretty small space, but yeah, again, it is kind of leftover, like leftover furniture. Okay. All right. Well, I, if if you said everything you needed to say about your current front yard, I think I will. I'll describe mine. Okay. Go for it. So this is so funny The I have lived now in three, the last three houses I've lived in have been old or older. Mm-hmm. in historic neighborhoods and big. Mm-hmm. And this is the first one. Like, so the house I live in now is teeny, mm-hmm. but it's the first one with the legit front porch, which yeah, makes me really cute. excited. It's really Cause cute. I never had there. a real front porch before. Like I haven't had a real front porch in a very long time. And I, something about the idea of a, a front porch, it's just so appealing to me. I agree. So this one is small, but it's like plenty big for right now. What I have out there, it's like a, you know, it's a little bungalow. And so it's exactly what you'd expect. It's got like a wrought iron, you know, mm-hmm. fence or, uh, railing in the front and it's big enough for like two chairs a table some potted plants you know I've got things out there like right now I've got my ice melt salt that I need to now put in the shed because I hope the ice hey it <laughs> snowed a few days ago so you never know um and like you know there's like spaces for rakes and like enough room for like a, a watering can and then down in front there's a little spot before you get into the the walkway and the grass of the yard. So there's like, like there's actually like legit space to decorate. Yeah. Um, it is small. And so that's been challenging right now. I brought chairs over from my other house that I had bought at Lowe's a few years ago. And they're like the metal they're yellow and they're like vintage looking metal. I love and, that look. And I also left them out a lot. So now they're genuinely vintage looking and that <laughs> they have a couple rust spots where the paint flaked off. But um, you know what I'm talking yes, about, like absolutely. the little, and yes. they, they rock mm-hmm. a little bit, and, but it's kind of almost like a bounce, yep. like a bounce rock. I, I totally know what you mean. And, um, they're just, they look really cute out there. I've got one little round table that I honestly don't even know where it came from. Like, I feel like it's one leftover from three sets ago. I probably had mm-hmm. a set at one point that had the little round table yeah. with the glass top and that's out there. Um, and then I've got some really nice planters that I kept with just like some beach grass and a little long one that had, I think, begonias in it last year. When I put in it? I think begonias. I love begonias. Um, so, so that's what it looks like now. Um, I don't have any entertainment things or games except for like during the summer, there will be sidewalk chalk out there and stuff like that. Right. I don't know that the space is really usable for that. Like right now, the way I would like to use the space is to be able to sit on it and have a glass of wine in the evening and yell to my neighbors as they walk by. That's like how I dream to use it. Are, yeah. What? So, so yeah. how do people, how are people out in your street? Is it like, are people walking? Are there other yards where kids are playing out front? I know yeah, your kids are, are a little past that, but there may be others. Well, in the there neighborhood. would be bike riding. I mean, yeah. like Claire would ride a bike up down, up and down the, the street. Um, there are a few little girls who live down the road from me. I know a handful of the neighbors already. Um, and it is the kind of street where people are walking or working in their yards. It's kind of, it's like an, it's like a little, it's like an older neighborhood, but the kind where the houses are really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're either young families or, or like renters. Like Mm -hmm. they tend to be younger people. Mm -hmm. And so some people might be sitting out with their kids or like older, like retirement age people, but there aren't, it's not like a bustling family neighborhood. Like you might see like with you guys where there's families in every house, it might be a family Mm -hmm. and then a single dude. Yeah. And then a single lady and then yeah. a couple and then a family. So it's, we tend, the kids tend younger or trend younger. Um, and there aren't that many of them. So it's not as active, like it's not super active, but the nice thing is like, I, I think I could probably have a stream of people coming in and off. Like mm-hmm. if I just went, you know, texted the lady who lives two doors down, she'd walk down and sit with me for a little bit. Yeah. And what I love about front porch sitting 
is there's no commitment. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not even like inviting someone into your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's literally like stop by and talk to me for 15 minutes. Okay. Now I got to go in the house. You haven't made any kind of like, I don't know, like you yeah. have, there's no social contract yeah. that says this is going to last yeah, no. at all. So, um, I'm curious that's what I love about front porches. Do you, when, when you walk in your neighborhood, I know you've been walking lately. Do you look at other people's front porch decor and yes. like think, cause I, I love to do it, but I do live in a little bit more, it's not totally cookie cutter. It's not as samey as some neighborhoods where I've been, but it's, they're all built around the same time. So they're all relatively the same style. So I notice little differences in how people decorate their front yeah. walk and their front porch. And I'm, it's so fun for me. I'm curious if you do that too, or if it's, if there's a wide variety in your neighborhood. There is a huge variety. Um, and if you get like a block from my house, there is this, so there's a ravine that's like about a block from my house and along the ravine, those, that neighborhood must've really taken off like in the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. There's all these awesome old um, mid-century ranches. Mm-hmm. And I like to ogle theirs because mm-hmm. those people have like the best, like, and you could tell they have the budget to really mm-hmm. put into making their walkways and porches really, mm-hmm. although there's not porches the same way mine would be. Right. But the walkways in front, front areas. A curb appeal. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love seeing the plants that they line mm-hmm. the walkways within the little lights and all those mm-hmm. things. I, I like to stock people's houses. Me I too. actually am better about doing it at night when this, so I can look in their windows. I know we've talked we've about, talked this, about this. We both like to do this. Although I don't mm-hmm. walk at night very much. But if I yeah. did, that's what I would want to do. I love taking windows. a walk after dark and looking in people's <laughs> windows. I'm not trying to creep on what they're doing. I don't care what you're doing inside your house. I yeah. just want to see what your decorations are. Yes. Um, I, I did at some point become, start to become, like, it's hard not to get a lot of envy when you see mm-hmm. the way people are decorating and using their spaces. So sometimes I have to, like, kind of chill out about it and go, this is my skill level or time right. Commit, right. ability or, you know, budget this year. So I can't do X, Y, and Z. But Um, but yeah, so that's what I, that's what I have right now. Okay. Um, and I guess, you know, the way I've used the space in the past and the way I'd like to use the space are kind of the same. I would just like to be more intentional about Mm -hmm. using it that way this year. So I don't know that I'll make any big changes, but I think I'll definitely make some little changes. Okay. So, okay. So now that you've described your real front porch and yard, describe your dream, your ideal, and it doesn't even have to fit in reality. Oh, okay. Like it doesn't, I mean, it can, yeah, right. but it, don't let that stop you. Like, yeah. it, like what decor would it have? Like what shape would it be? Is there something like totally outside of possibility right now that you would love? Yeah. Or yeah. I think, um, like a, a real porch where I don't like a, a wraparound or like at least the mm. whole width of mm-hmm. the front, um, where it's like more, more of the same materials as the house, like more of like, um, like a hardwood or whatever it would be made of. Like, yeah, I feel like mine's very concrete and stone, but one of those porches where there's wood underneath your feet, you could have like an outdoor rug, a porch swing yeah. would be really oh, cool. So yeah. my mother-in-law who just has gotten two mentions already in this episode, yes. um, has a house in Rhode Island. That's kind of going to be her retirement house. And, um, it's not a, it's not like a big fancy house or anything, but it has the most amazing porch. And, um, it's just so different from anything I've grown up with in the West and the Southwest. Yeah. So I guess that kind of classic new England, like Nantucket feel of, yep. of covered porch with a porch swing, um, planters, lots of flowers and, you know, sit out there and have your coffee and read your book. Yep. I also love some of my neighbors here on a more practical level do have a 
a swing for kids, like the old kind that hangs down on a rope from a tree yeah. where they just sit on like a disc. Yep. And we have a great tree that would work for that, except where they would swing, they would be swinging right over. into the street. Well, no, it would be over like um, flagstone steps. It would be terrible. Oh, right. It's not even level ground underneath. So the tree is there. The tree's perfect, but it's not over grass or anything flat. It would, it's uh, like over basically like flagstone steps leading up to the walk so they'd crack their head open but yeah I do think that's sort of charming too to have some kind of um front yard swing for kids and do you have like then how does that play into how you would use the space in your dream well I think sitting outside for a a cup of coffee or a glass of wine which isn't that different because I could do that now um but a little bit more space, probably. Our houses yeah. are crammed in side to side pretty tightly. So you do feel like if you're on your front porch, like my next door neighbor's front door is 15, 20 feet from me when I'm sitting on my front porch. And they're, they're side to side. The houses are crammed in pretty tight. So maybe a little bit more, a little more space or privacy, maybe. Um, and then I'm loving right now, color wise, like a lot of the kind of bold black and white look. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? I yep. think it is a little... I'm not a, like a huge Joanna Gaines follower, but I do think she's influenced some of this. It's like both rustic and modern. There's a lot of like wide stripe outdoor rugs I'm seeing, like a big mm-hmm. black and white or black and neutral stripe rug and like black accents, like shutters, but then lots of white and then lots of simple greenery. I just think that's a pretty, I don't know what even you call it, farmhouse, modern. I get lost yeah. with the names, but it's pretty. I love that. Okay. So that's very close to what my dream like if I was really going like oh my gosh like right. just whatever I could have definitely a wraparound porch if not a wraparound then a nice big front porch yeah. um with room for a porch swing and several comfy chairs yeah. and like I love the like my sister has the most amazing front porch it wraps around she's got a hammock on like the wraparound side uh-huh. like I guess the part that goes back um but in the front part and her house is probably built in like you know right around the turn of the century like 1902 or something mm-hmm. um but right around the the front part, she's got like you can scooch chairs together, but you can also kind of sit out there by yourself because there's a nice big ottoman. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so many ways to use the space and yeah. to make it comfy. And it's just very, very inviting. Um, so if I was going to take that further, one thing I've always kind of wanted in my front yard, but I think I don't know that I would I don't I definitely don't have the gardening skills right now to pull it off. And then I think I would chicken out. But to have one of those super crazy cottage yards where it's all wildflowers and you don't tend it oh, instead of grass. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I do. Like you, an English you, cottage kind of. Yes, like an English cottage. Yeah. When I think about like ideal, that's it's that. But like someone would have to hold my hand and get me there. Like right. I would really need a lot of help getting to there. But I just love this idea that it's like people would walk past it and look into this fairyland. Yes, I totally know what you mean. And that that's what you'd be looking at yeah. when you're sitting up. And, you know, it, it does give you like, even though it's not private like people it's still sociable but it does give you sort of that um I don't know impression of a little bit of privacy like like tucked away like you're tucked away but you're still neighborly yeah so that would be my my ideal oh I love that I love and I would use the space I think I would just be out there all the time I feel like I'd use it for reading and talking and and swinging and staring off into space and all those things I love it okay so now we've dreamed. Yeah. Now we're going to go in the backyard. Okay. So Sarah, describe to me your current backyard, back deck, back patio, whatever your, your situation is back there. What does it look like? How do you use it? What's the decor? Just lay it on me. Yeah. 
Well, um, if you guys listened on Tuesday, we talked about getting outside with our kids. And so I think I might have teased this a little bit, but our backyard is small. It's patio only, no grass. We left a big old grassy backyard in Arizona (laughs) and properties are smaller here. So it is that said, I really love my backyard. It is um, really green to me coming from. I think your backyard's awesome. Yeah, it is. It does feel like a little hideaway. It's like a cozy patio. It has the same feeling you were just describing of gardeny. it's on a hill, which means there's no neighbors directly behind us. They're up the hill. And because there's a hill, you see a lot of the trees. It mm-hmm. feels like you're kind of closed in from the trees um, behind you. We have a big lemon tree and another big, like l- this lemon lime, key lime tree that we don't actually use the fruit, but hey, it's pretty and it provides a lot of shade. And there's a lot of vines. It's kind of overgrown, which is funny because coming from the desert where any greenery is rare, I was like, let it be overgrown. I don't care what this stuff is. I just like feeling that. Like you were just describing that kind of gardeny, overgrown yeah. greenery. Um, well, and what I like about your yard is even, it feels like you're surrounded by greenery and yard, but you don't have to maintain most right. of it. Right. There's that. very little to maintain because a lot yeah, of it's up it's on not the hill. Yours, it's a, yeah, it's on a hill. <laughs> yeah. And then the stuff that is ours is pretty much just wild. Like we're not trying yeah. to keep. Now, um, that said, we do have on the side, Brian keeps tomatoes and peppers and a bunch of other stuff. So we do have a little garden, that kind of vegetable garden. Um, where and, is that? How come I don't know where that is? So if you walk out the back door, it's immediately to your left, like over where oh, the okay. grill is. And it's not all the, the entire yard is kind of banked by planters and they're not very deep. So there's not a lot of room. So he just has kind of, you know, a, a row of tomatoes, peppers. What else does he grow? Mostly different kinds of tomatoes and peppers. Then he makes hot sauce. It's his hobby. It's his hobby. Yes. Um, so yeah, it feels really cozy. And we inherited another set of patio furniture from my parents when they moved and it's really comfortable. That is so key. Like when, when you were talking about your ideal front porch, if the seating is comfortable, people will actually sit there. So it's metal. Um, but the cushions are big. And Mm -hmm. so that, and there's a table in the middle. So that, and then we also do have more of a dining table. That's a little bit more further in the corner. Sometimes it smells like dog poop over there. So to go sit there, yeah. I'm like, okay, we got to dust it off and actually sit out here. That's more of where if you were eating dinner outside, you'd sit there. Um, and there's also a little, uh, like a bar almost like people, definitely the people before us used this for entertaining. So you can tell they had a little fridge out there and even a flat screen TV. We haven't done that, but there is this kind of counter like thing and the kids will sit up there and that's where they make their po- potions. And, um, if we do have an outdoor party, you can put food or whatever up there. So it's kind of like this, like an outdoor bar counter. So yeah, I, I mean, I really like my backyard. Uh, I think I'm happy with what we kind of inherited without having to do much. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys use it kind of the way you want to use it. I think so. Yeah, I think so. There is a, the one thing I will say, there's a, a fireplace, a built-in fireplace in the corner that's covered up by this little playhouse that we bought when we first moved in. And the kids don't, it's a really little playhouse, but the kids don't use it anymore. And we keep saying yeah. we're going to knock it down, but we haven't. And we'll get to, I know we'll get to that when we talk about projects. Um, and behind, so behind that little playhouse is a, I think a functioning fireplace, but we've heard mixed things about whether you're allowed to actually have wood burning fires because uh, of okay. fire danger and smoke and the, you know, so I don't know that we would use it, but I would like to get the playhouse out of the way. And even if we didn't end up burning a fire in there, it still would kind of look pretty. You could still decorate it with like, you know, a couple of pretty potted plants and it would look like this little corner of the yard that has a fireplace. And it's never, it, we've never like been able to show it because we've shoved this playhouse in front of it. Okay. So do you, I know you guys have a fence. Do you have a feeling about fences? Like if you 
could pick any kind of, and we can get into this when we're talking ideals, but do you feel one way or the other about fences? I think what I don't like is what was so prevalent in Arizona. And that was just cinder block walls. And because nothing grows there, you can't really adorn them. Like if you have a chain link fence or a wooden fence, sometimes there's vines or there's other ways that they're kind of camouflaged into, into the landscaping, but cinder block walls are just, they make me sad, which, so in our backyard on the two neighbor sides, we have these, uh, I forget what you call them. It's like, it looks like white wood, but it's not wood. It's a material. It's like vinyl. That's what it is. It's vinyl fencing. We had to do it recently because our our old wooden fence rotted and blew down in a storm like two years ago. So we have new vinyl and it does look nice. It's white and you can hose it off. So it does look pretty. It's not as bad, but the cinder block is, that's what is along the back wall. And that's why I'm glad that there's vines all over it. Cause I just, it's like a sad thing to me. And I've lived yeah. in several places that are just surrounded by cinder block walls. No that's offense, so funny Arizona, to me. That's but such not a thing here. Oh, that I, it's such I, I a almost thing. can't even visualize it. Oh, it's such a thing. And it's a thing here, not just Arizona, California too, but here at least stuff grows in and around yeah. it. And it just, it's like, it makes me sad. No, if, I know we have Arizona listeners and I love your backyards and I'm just sorry. I don't, I don't love the cinder block walls. <laughs> Do you guys? Do you, uh, do you use the space in a way where there's, I mean, I know you were saying like, you could tell how the old people used it, but is there enough room to kind of have different living areas out there? Or do you feel like it's kind of like you've got your tables and chairs and where you sit and that's, I feel like, yes, but the, the furniture that we have right now is right in the middle. I do feel like you could make like little nooks. You could make a little nook around the fireplace if we ever... (laughs) read it from the playhouse. And then there's definitely like kind of a back corner that you could put a table and chairs. Yeah. Um, okay. So yes. And then there's, you can do bar stools along this kind of bar counter. So yeah, it's really, it's really well set up. And I would say we're like 75% of the way to being really ideal. Do you guys have like, do you play games back there or do the kids play games? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, it's more just that we just kind of go out there and hang or garden yeah. or yeah, it's not big enough for any like physical game like a, like a croquet or like and there's right. no grass so it wouldn't be anything like that type of thing I I think you could do like I don't know you could put a dartboard up or like I'm trying to think of other things so I was gonna buy a tetherball but like the last house yeah. we lived in, we had this tiny little patio back area and it, there was no grass and it was very small but tetherball ain't cheap I was oh, gonna like yeah. I thought oh I just buy like a little because I remember my um my aunt lived in a little apartment in Chicago when I was growing up and I remember her itty bitty like postage stamp backyard had tetherball and that felt like the coolest thing to yeah, me. Yeah, that like, would be really cool. Tetherball always felt like the thing you would do when you went to the city, I guess, yes. for me. Um, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll get tetherball. And then I looked it up and I was like, geez. Oh, yeah. For, for a pole and a ball well, do, and I a wonder, rope. do they have to um, put it down in concrete? Is I think, that part of it? Well, and I think the ones that I would have, I think the portable ones, much like a portable basketball hoop, have to be weighted. Yeah. So that's, I think, where yeah. the expense comes from. They have to, there has to be some chamber to fill with water or yeah. something. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, we can't do like ladder golf or any of those um, just because there's no, the furniture takes up almost all the space. There's no the like space. big open space. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'll go. You? Yeah. So I, I have a really cute backyard. Um, it's, it's kind of a classic older neighborhood Michigan backyard. It's got three or four trees, three trees, I think all kind of in the yard. They're not terribly big. I don't even know what kind of trees they are. They're like little, you know, this is, I'm not a tree person. I love to look at trees. I just don't know what they're called, but they look like they would be a magnolia tree or an Mm -hmm. apple tree. Like they're Mm -hmm. that shape. They're Mm -hmm. not terribly tall. They're kind of curvy and like, you know what I mean? So they're like the kind that's really pleasant to look at in the backyard. It's a nice size. 
It's partially fenced, which is a bummer, a bummer for the dog. I always feel like if it's going to be fenced, just have it be all the way fenced. It, it bugs me when there's like almost all fenced and then there's like, you know, one wall not there because for kids and animals, it just yeah. doesn't solve I, any I'm, problems. I, I've only lived in places where everything is completely yeah. fenced. So. I think it typically is because the other neighbors fenced their yards and it just happens to go yeah. almost all the way around the perimeter. Um, there's a shed, which, um, I'll, you know, that's a very classic Michigan yeah. small house neighborhood thing we don't have a garage um, but the shed is big enough for like gardening stuff and mm -hmm. bikes and all that stuff and I last year set up all of my backyard furniture of which I have kind of a lot I've got a couple different tables I've got um, probably eight to ten chairs and then I had to take it all down once when um, to lo the mow the lawn and I never put it all back up and part of the reason and I'll talk about this a little bit in the second half is that I I let my yard because it was April and May and I was busy, you know, that's when the weeds start coming in mm -hmm. and I was busy and traveling a lot and I just let the yard get away from me and that it was just so overgrown and such an eyesore that I just didn't want to go back there. And I just never got in the habit of going back there. It's a weird, like a really yeah. weird mental block where I have this beautiful space, like steps from my back door, but I don't go into it because it's not, I haven't set it up the way I want it. So this year, I am. This is the going, year. Well, this is the don't year. Don't you find too, if you have a little guilt about something, and this is true inside our houses too, like you avoid the room that is all yes. clutter because you feel guilty about it. And then by avoiding it, it gets it, worse and it you get never more guilty. Like it's just, yes. yeah. And then when you don't use something, when you get it, it's uncomfortable. Like the first couple of times you go into a space that's not been broken in for you, mm -hmm. it's not comfortable to be there yet. And like, it takes, it's kind of like cooking. Like it's like being in the kitchen. It's uncomfortable till you know, like how to do the thing that you went in the kitchen to do. Yeah. So you, then you avoid it. It's the guilt. It's the awkwardness. It's mm -hmm. all that. So, um, definitely a big, a big focus for me this year. So I, I do like right now, I don't think I have enough stuff for this yard to be like spread out. But if it were like, if I had a professional landscaper come or something, there could be a fire pit area and yeah an eating area. It's plenty big mm -hmm. and it, it's, it really could be very nice back there. Um, can you get to oh, it from the house? So you can get to it. So the boy's bedroom is in the way back. Yeah. So that's where I never went when I was in your house. Right. So, I can't so they, picture. their door leads right out to the backyard, but okay. there's also a door. Do you remember that weird mud room yes. behind? Yes. I got as far so as there's that. a breezeway. Okay. So, but my house had an add on. The boy, it's the master bedroom, but the boys got it because it's mm -hmm. a better, it's a bigger bedroom. So let them have it. And it's got its own bath because I don't want them using my bathroom because they're disgusting. <laughs> um, so there's like this weird little breezeway now that was created by them adding on to the house. And they like left like a hallway almost. And I use it kind of like a mudroom, kind of like a place for my extra kitchen stuff that doesn't fit in the regular kitchen. So that also lead that leads out the other way. So that leads out to the driveway, but mm -hmm. then the backyard's right there. Okay. So I had the grill set up and everything by the back door. I think I should just put the grill in the backyard and make it like, I thought if it was just steps from the back door, I would use it more. And I don't think that's true. Like, I think I'll use it more if it's mm -hmm. in the yard with all the other yard stuff. Um, so it's not super easy to get to. There's not like a sliding door from the main part of the house, but it's, it's like 10, you know, it's not, yeah. there's not an excuse not to look at it, but it, it can be kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, it so sounds like a good um, backyard to have a party in. Just you know, it's, it would be a great yard for that. Space yeah. to, you know, mingle. There's, and... there's space to mingle and it wouldn't be hard for people to come in and use the bathroom. Like mm -hmm. as long as they knew where they were going, that would be easy. So I just need to work on it. 
Um, okay. So that's my current. So now, Sarah. Yeah. Describe your ideal backyard patio space. And, and for this one, I mean, I kind of want you to work with the parameters of what you actually have yeah. only because we're going to talk about things that we're actually going to do. Yeah. The front yard, I feel like, you know, you already kind land. of admit it's yeah. fantasy, right? Yeah. But this backyard, you could do a lot with. So, yes. so talk about that. Like if you could ideally do whatever you want with this, what would it look like? Okay. Um, so one thing I really want is a Dutch door in my kitchen where the top half opens. Oh, is, I love those. I love those too. And I would love to have more. We have big windows facing the backyard. We get really nice breeze and the backyard's shady in the summer, which here is great because it means it's cooler. Um, and so I think I would just want more of an indoor outdoor feel. So I think I would accomplish that with, I love the idea of outdoor rugs and using rugs and pillows, like the same way you would use them in your family room, but outside I've just never spent the money to do it yeah. because it feels like, gosh, if I'm going to get a new rug, I want it to be for inside. Right. No. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm always a little skeptical of how well they'll wear. Um, or if they get gross or if you have to clean them, I don't know. So I just haven't gone that route. Um, so I picture really, I think for me, it would be a lot of artful accessorizing. And that's just what I haven't spent money on. So like big, pretty lantern decor where there's candles mm. inside, more pots with different kinds of plants. Um, so more, I'd love more roses. Roses grow really well here, but we have some kind of half-hearted rose bushes that are left yeah. from before, but I love a good rose garden. I think that it, that would be doable. just hasn't happened. Um, and then I would take out the playhouse and have the fireplace be, uh, like I said, I'm totally fine if we can't use it because of fire danger. Cause that's super important, but I would still have it be a place where maybe there's like, you know, led candles or something like some pretty lighting feature. I would love overhead, um, string lights, like the vintagey bulb string lights that go overhead. Um, I feel like I'm just talking and talking. Yeah, no, but I, I, I love it. I think it would be more just like thinking of like, like an outdoor an outdoor room. Like, do you ever watch yes. those shows? Yes. Yes, um, like an HGTV. outdoor. Uh huh. And then, um, and then everything we need to comfortably sit and eat out there, from you know table decor to tablecloths mm -hmm. to you know the platters and things that just make it really easy to just take the kitchen outside. Cause it is right. Th it's right outside our kitchen. And so, do you have a space back there that you could make almost into like a staging ground for that, where you uh -huh. could keep some things outside all the time? I think so. Yeah. Below the bar counter is these, like, there's two like big cavities. One I think was for an outdoor refrigerator, which you could put, I don't think we'd need that. We ha we already have a little right wine there. fridge yeah. and the, the main fridge, but you could have some storage down there for stuff like that. And we also, we have a grill that has a couple of drawers for Brian keeps his grill tools out there. Um, and then even as simple as like one of those storage, um, like bench type things that you can throw a bunch of stuff in. So I definitely think it wouldn't take, it wouldn't take too much. Just All like right. you said, it's just that kind of the habit. It's, right. And, and it's, and it's deciding it's a priority. Right. I almost wonder if for you, because I feel like around here, you get this rush of energy around your outdoor space. Right. Like once a year. Right. And I think it can really drive people to make big changes. Yeah. Like when the getting's good, like yeah, right now everyone's working on their yards. Yeah. They know it's a limited time offer. Right. So but for you, it could happen. There's no urgency. Right. It could happen, whatever. Yeah. So sometimes it's probably hard to decide like, this is the month we're yeah. going to do this, or this is yeah. the, yeah, this is the time we're going to invest money in this. Yeah. Or whatever I mean, we have projects that we have been saying we're going to do for three years and we haven't done. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
I guess for me, for my ideal backyard space, I like, again, if this was a space, if I owned the house, if my budget was endless, I could make this yard, whatever I want it to be. Uh, like I would love if, if I had this to have a patio or a, or a raised deck or something where people can sit. So that keeps the mosquitoes kind of mm-hmm. off of you and the bugs. I would love to have different seating areas and have that outdoor, outdoor room feeling. Mm-hmm. I would love like at some point in my life to have, and this yard just feels like a kind of an empty pallet. Like I, I could do this where I willing to invest in a rental, but I'm not um, to have like a, to truly have like an outdoor kitchen. I mm-hmm. love outdoor kitchens. Mm-hmm. Remember the one that was at that place in Texas that we stayed at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So it was like um to describe it. It was like a, a little place with little ho- houses you could stay yeah. in like little cottages. Mm-hmm. And then there was a community outdoor kitchen with a covered patio yeah. on a hill. And then this amazing, like just cool looking, very functional outdoor kitchen, yeah. like something like that. Eventually I would love, but I'm not going to go that crazy, that crazy on my ideal <laughs> because right. I can't do that this year. I think right now my ideal would be, I want a space that people really want to hang out in both me. I want to, I want a space that feels super comfortable, comfortable to me mm-hmm. that my kids would want to hang out in that they have things to do where I can be sitting and reading a book, like in one little nook of the yard mm-hmm. and someone else can be, you know, playing, playing a, a game on mm-hmm. the different area of the yard and someone else can be kind of running around and like I could be cooking like whatever it is I want it to all happen out there for three months yeah of the year yeah. most of the time yeah I love that so I love that okay Megan like many of our listeners I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. 
This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Now we're talking about reality and like plans. Okay. So we can talk. We talked about all the stuff that we don't like and what we wish we had. Now let's talk about what we're going to do. So Sarah, like what changes do you plan to make to either of your outdoor spaces this year? Okay. Well, I'll start with the backyard because I really think we're going to do this this year. So we're going to hire um, just a handyman type um, mate, just service. Um, it might actually be our, we have really minimal landscape service. There's not much to do because we don't have a lot of grass. Um, so it's really very affordable. Um, and that guy is awesome. I think he would be a good candidate for this or maybe somebody else, but we need the playhouse knocked down. It's wooden. It's the kind you get at Costco and build yourself, but it's gotta be demolished, right? Like it can't be just carried off. Right. So the playhouse needs to come down. And then behind that is this fireplace, which is really overgrown. It's got like a rusty fireplace screen. Um, but I think if we cleaned it out, it would then just be this visually pretty place to put some, um, small pots for maybe some more potted things. Um, so that is kind of first on the backyard list. Like I actually think we're going to do that this year. Um, the other section of the backyard is the other corner. There's like an old fountain, um, it doesn't have any water running through okay, it. Okay, describe this. Like an old, like a like a fountain you'd see, like an antique yes. looking fountain? Like it's a stone pedestal. Picture a big pedestal sink almost. Yeah. But, but bigger. Like the circular part is, I don't know, two and a half, three feet in diameter. And then there's like two tiers. Okay. So, um, and it's in kind of a plot of dirt and we, we planted some succulents in the fountain because the, there's That's no water cool. that runs. Right. And so I think it could it could stay looking cute, but it's kind of hidden back there. So I guess right. like the overall plan is to just make the backyard look finished. It's like so close to being there. Um, but the playhouse needs to go and the kids kind of pretend to be sad about that, but they, they don't, they don't ever use it. So I think, yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the concrete okay. plans front yard. Um, Brian wants to do lighting little, um, uh, little pathway lighting. Cause we've got these lights and they're yeah. just, they're all broken, half knocked over. I don't even know if they're hardwired or solar. Like they're just, they're just leftover and junky. And when you talk about walking around at night, it's so pretty when you can see a house actually mm-hmm. well lit with little pathway light. So I think that's on Brian's list. I don't know if that'll get done this year. How about okay. you? Well, for my, I'll start with my front. So the front yard um, I just want to be more intentional about the plants. I think last year I didn't get around to really fixing up the front porch until like the plant section was very, was very low on stuff. So I just grabbed whatever I could this year. I'd like to actually maybe try to get some plants that attract butterflies. Ooh, that's um, awesome. I would like to maybe try to get birds in my front yard. So mm-hmm. like the front feels very manageable. It's a small space and yeah. I feel like I can do a lot to it quickly. Like that's like a, a day project. So I just want to, not just pick the 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 thing I see that will make my you know front yard look done. I want to like take a little time and do some research on what kind of plants to put in those planters out there. And that's kind of it. I think I'd like to hang some some lighting out there on the porch. Yeah, um, I really have pretty. some from the old house. I think it's probably not in good shape. I think it's probably worth just chucking it and getting new. Um, the backyard part of the problem is is because it is large and it's. Like I could do so much with it if, if time and budget was no Mm -hmm. issue, but it is. So I'm going to, you know, get out the furniture I already have, clean it all off and see what I've got. Um, I'm actually, I've already actually ordered, um, 
a hammock, like a nice oh, yeah. one on a frame and a badminton net. The funny Fun. story is I almost bought a 20 foot badminton. Net. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> and then I went back there and I'm like, but there's two trees right in the middle of the yard. So where 20 yeah. feet is huge. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. I made Jacob go out there with me with the, te- the tape measure and we just did. So it came in 10, 15 or 20 feet. And we went 10 feet. I was like, that's only 10 feet. Holy cow. Like that takes up the whole space between the two trees. Yeah. So we went 10 feet. It's plenty big to play a game of backyard yeah. badminton. 20 feet would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so I've got that. Those are in a box right now. We're kind of in this like we're in the slushy time. Like the yard is a big poopy wet mess right yeah. now. So it's going to be probably two or three weeks before I will feel like starting to set things up. Right. Um, so that'll happen then. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with my flower beds back there. Like I'd like to maybe plant, like maybe try a little backyard vegetable garden, but I don't feel like investing money in landscaping a yard, yeah. a backyard that's not mine. I yeah. just don't want it to be like overridden with, yeah. with weeds. So yeah. I think there's like a, yeah. there's like that balance. We were just talking about how, when you put the time into it, you spend more time into it, but also like, you don't want to put more time and money into it. Then you're gonna, then I'm gonna get, get out, out of it. it. So it's exactly. like, it, it is finding the right amount of like, okay, let's get everything cleaned and usable. Yep. But yes. let's be realistic about but let's be realistic. And, what, yeah. and it'll make a bigger like like having good seating and things to do back there will make a way bigger difference mm-hmm. than having like plants in the flower mm-hmm. bed. So then another um, thing I just thought of another idea real quick yeah. is like anytime you plan a party, I feel like it's a great that is like the biggest motivator to get those kind of little things That's true. done. So maybe you should just plan a plan I think some I should kind have of a party big backyard party maybe, and then uh, maybe Memorial Day. Maybe I could host. Yeah. And then you yeah. just it what it helps you do is it helps you prioritize because you realize That's the things true. that you really want to just have to have it be comfortable. And then then it's all done and then you can yeah. enjoy it the rest of the summer just nominated you for a Memorial Day barbecue. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. I hope my family's not listening because I haven't committed to that mentally yet. <laughs> um, okay, so for you, do you, I, I kind of already answered a little bit of this for myself, but do, do you have any purchases coming up that you're excited about? Things you know you're going to be getting that you haven't already mentioned? I mean, I no, I feel like the purchase is going to be actually paying someone yes. to do the little bit of work. And that's the... That's where I think the money's going to feel well spent. I do like, I like to shop thrift and consignment for little things, little planters. I love to like find a little planter and put something new in, in it. I, I'm pretty thrifty that way. So I don't have my eye on any big purchases. I got new throw pillows for the outdoor last summer and they're cute. They were from yeah. Target. Um, and so I'm really happy with those. They still look good after one year and we're okay furniture wise. So I think it's more about paying for the labor that I'm. Do you, mm-hmm. well, that leads me into the next question. Actually. Two questions. Do you have a Habitat for Humanity Restore where you are? Uh, I don't think we do here. If we do, it's maybe somewhere else in Orange County, like not. Yeah, on they're cool because they're I think what they are is somehow like the, the proceeds somehow benefit Habitat. OK. And I think it's donation based. I think it's also if they do like a Habitat home, they I think they use some of those items okay. to do the homes, but anybody can go shop them. So they're okay. like thrift stores, but they're specifically for home um, Project. remodel yeah. stuff like yeah. home projects. So they'll often have outdoor stuff. They'll often have things like square tiles yeah. and things like that, that you can use in a, a variety of, um, Oh, that's really cool. But you never know what you're going to get. It's like a total, yeah. you know, crap shoot, but yeah. it's, it's a cool thing to look for. And they don't really advertise. Like the one that we have is kind of tucked away in this sort of shopping area that I didn't even know was there okay. for like five years. Interesting. 
Um, so I guess you kind of answered the question that you are hiring some of it out this year. Do you also do, uh, some of it yourself sometimes? Like what, like what's your skill level when it comes to gardening or outdoor, well, you know, DIY if, stuff? If I'm allowed to use the Royal we yes. and include my partner in that, then I would say we're like a solid, like. 50 to 75%. We're in that. Like we do a lot. We, <laughs> Brian does a lot. Yeah. He's really good with gardening. He does a lot on clearing out. Like when stuff gets overgrown, he will get out there and like clear it out. Um, get whatever, like just good with like general maintenance and home projects. He's really good. Um, and then we do have regular landscape maintenance for the minimal amount that we need it. Um, but I'm definitely, I think where we hire stuff out is where we just clearly see it's beyond our, it's beyond like if you. it would lose, if Brian would get lost for two full days, yeah, I would almost rather if we could afford it, I would rather yep. hire it out. Like if it's going to yeah. take him a few hours and he's going to enjoy it and take one of the kids to Home Depot with him. And that's like, he loves that kind of stuff. Um, but if we're talking like building a deck or like things right. like that, we're not at that level. We don't, we, that doesn't make sense for our that house anyway, but that would, guys. that's yeah. an example of something we would not do. Well, it's funny because this is like the first this year is the first time that I can remember that I'm actually probably very strongly considering going slash probably going to um, <laughs> hire someone to come clean up my flower beds. And then it was just felt like something you just do. Like, right. I'm not rich. I don't have that yeah. kind. I don't have gardener money. Yeah. But when I really looked at it, like I had a guy, I happen to know a guy who has a, a lawn care business and he came out and did an estimate and he's like, it would probably take us about six hours. So I'm thinking, okay, so if it's going to take them six, it's going to take me 12. Yeah. And also I don't have the stuff. Yeah. Like I don't even yeah. have the supplies. I don't yeah. have the strength. To the pull, some of these weeds are like yeah. in there. They have to be dug out yeah. and ripped out. And then you have to know what you're looking at. So like I have these few weeds that are like tree weeds. Yeah, yeah. They grow so big <laughs> that they actually obstruct. Like when you walk from my driveway to the backyard, the weed was starting to obstruct the pathway. It was so <laughs> out of control. And yeah, I can cut it back. But I just thought... If I spend a few hundred bucks on that, and it's probably, it'll be like between three and 400. If I spend between three and $400 on that, then, then I just have to take it out of, you know, restaurant budget. And I'm not going out to eat for those $400 worth of going out to eat. I'm hanging out in my backyard and that's fine. But to me, that's one of those things that I could say, I'm going to do it, but I might just never do. Right. Because I can't or don't want to. It'll feel so good to have the clean slate that you may be better about maintenance and you may not need it again. It's like, it's just like having, you know, you may not have someone clean your house regularly, but if you can ever have like the full deep clean or like, like, hiring out getting you back to square one after a particularly busy season or yep. you know crazy weeds is it feels once, so good and once I see it like clean I feel like then I can make real decisions about what to do next like maybe I'll just mulch everything like right. maybe if it's just clean looking and I just put mulch down so that the weeds don't keep coming up then I'm happy and yeah. I don't need to worry about maybe I'll put a few containers like yeah. right now it's such a mess I can't even wrap my brain yeah. around what to do next yeah so um, so that brings me to my next question, which is budgeting for this stuff. So like sometimes this costs really add up. Do you guys think about it in advance? Do you just kind of wing it when you need it? Do you pull from another area of your budget or it just depends on the year? Yeah. So um, we have a running list uh, like in a Google spreadsheet of home projects that like everything from immediate I mean, it wouldn't be like the dishwasher, the broken dishwasher, like that comes first because it's just broken. But right. the wish list, like the the optional or the 
elective projects. And um, we just kind of keep that running list. And we haven't, we've had to do more like need-based home stuff. I feel like in the last two yeah. years, like we had to repipe, we had to replace fences um, and things like that. So it has been a couple of years since we did something elective. And we have been talking about, we have a little tax refund that Brian was like, well, that could, you know, pay for a project. So right. I think we do, we keep a running list of what we want to do. We look at it with regard to, is there any, uh, like any cash flow that is available for whatever reason? And we're also pretty good about if like, if it was going to be some like $10,000 project or something, um, we'd probably have a little, a little side savings, like a temporary side savings yeah. that we're putting in, um, monthly toward it. We haven't had to do that for a while, um, because of, I don't know, like a tax refund here or like insurance covering something there, but that would be the type of thing we'd probably do. Okay. Yeah. And I think for me, because I'm renting, so I don't, so any home budget for me is discretionary. Like I don't have to replace the furnace if it breaks right. or whatever. Yeah. So, so that's I don't like, really, that's everything that we've had lately is like that yeah. kind of stuff. So it, I mean, it has drawbacks, but it does take away from me having to worry about paying for those unsexy things yes. where you think you're going to get to spend the money on something fun and then you have to spend it because you're, you know, retaining wall falls yeah. or something like that. So it's so maddening when you have yes. to spend money on something so not fun. So for me, like I usually have like a kind of a pile set away at the, like at the beginning of this season. And then like at the end of the season, that's when I tend to find that I have to spend money on the outdoors. Like, mm -hmm. so before the season, I'm getting it ready. And then at the end of the season, there's always costs involved mm -hmm. with wrapping everything up, <laughs> like leaves, buying tarps and having, yeah, leaves and yeah. like having extra loads of trash hauled away and those kinds of things. So for me, it's kind of a twice a year thing. I yeah. will say I typically go over budget on, um, outdoor like setup mm -hmm. because I just don't consider it all. And then the impulses come in. And mm -hmm. so this year, I'm really trying to be like, okay, I'll spend a little money to make this, you know, to make this space work. Mm -hmm. But then it has to mean I'm saving money somewhere else. And I think it will. It mm -hmm. becomes entertainment. Like, that's kind mm -hmm. of the whole idea. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, So where do you like to shop for this stuff? Like, do you go online? Do you go to Lowe's? Yeah. So sadly, our Lowe's is closing. We had a big Lowe's right oh by God. our house and it's closing. Yeah. We do have a Home Depot that's not that far away, but the Lowe's was so close and so convenient. For plants, um, we have recently started going to an actual local nursery and I haven't been there yet, but Brian was just raving about how much, how helpful they were and how knowledgeable yeah. and nothing against Lowe's or Home Depot because we, we frequent those places all the time for stuff, but they're just not probably as able to be as locally focused right. with, with gar home and garden type stuff. And so we have a new favorite nursery um, that Brian found. And so for plants, it would be there. I like Wayfair and All Modern, which are owned by the same, they're the same company. Um, for any accent pieces like outdoor decor, um, I think they just do such a good job with their search functionality and their... Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like browsing Pinterest, but it's, but you're yeah. browsing an actual place because they show it, they show it in a room and they show it up close and it just makes the online shopping. So I, I just like it. Um, I got really great throw pillows at Target last year. And what happened was I saw one in the store, but I wasn't, I didn't want to like think about how many I needed and what size. And so I took a picture of it and I went home and got it on target.com. And so that was, yeah. that was a really, and I'm really happy with the quality of those outdoor cushions. So that was 
Props to them. Um, and then I have enjoyed consignment. I used to do more consignment in Arizona, I will say, than here because I just knew where to go. But for things like planters or like a funky yeah. candle holder or like something, especially there's something about if it's used already, maybe it wasn't intended for outdoor, but now but it, it kind of feels it's like, like how you, you said that, that toys yep. go to the bathtub when you're done. It's like they're yep. where they go to die. Like I feel like little decor objects can go to die in the backyard because they might rest or only last a season or two, but they can spruce it up in the meantime. So I think thrifter... Yep. Thrift and consignment can be really fun for that. Those little and it looks things. intentional. It doesn't look yeah. like you just bought some old stuff. It looks like you bought something rustic and worn, yeah, exactly, weathered, if you will, exactly. Yeah. How about you? So, so I am kind of a mix. I have a nice nursery nearby that I go to and get very overwhelmed. And my fault is I haven't asked for help. I, that's what I need to do yeah. is go back there and say, "Help me." I think I'm they, trying they to can yeah. be really helpful. Like that's yeah. like the the beauty of it. And I'll tend to go there and buy a few things that I really love. And then I freak out and leave. I'm very right. overwhelmed by plant shopping. It's just a, like a sensory and I don't know enough. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like every time I'm Agreed. learning on the spot, um, the nice thing about Home Depot's and Lowe's is you go there and it's kind of like the way they lay it out is for dummies. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like it makes it super obvious what's for what. And that isn't always the case at nurseries, but at nurseries, you get the more personalized. So this year I'd like to break out of my comfort zone a little bit. And um, I also like Overstock and Wayfair and all those for, for decor shopping. It mm -hmm. has been a long time since I've bought new outdoor cushions or like pillows yeah. or any of that stuff. So I'm sure there are options available now that weren't even available when yeah. I last looked. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, okay. So we've already talked about this a little bit, you know, about the, like the little touches that you think make a big difference to an outdoor space. Is there anything we didn't mention? And I'll, po I'll pop in really quick and say one yeah. thing. When you talked about that fireplace that you've got mm -hmm. that you don't know if you can use, have you ever like um, priced out the gas fireplaces that you can put outside? Like the ones that are like a round circle fire pit like that? Or no, like, well, I'm thinking about like the ones they have at hotels. Yeah. Where like the fire shoots yeah. up through like a little yeah. crack. I have no idea if you can even buy those. Well, my, uh, we were just in Arizona for spring break and our friends that we've spent tons of time in their backyard over the years, but they have a new, it's like a fire table. So it's a yes, table that's what I mean. yep. and then the fire comes up through. I have not priced those out. Um, I just wonder if they might kind of ha give you the the feel of a fireplace without some of the safety hazards. Right. Or yeah, they might. Or if we're talking really indulgent, you know what my parents have is heat lamps. And that yeah, is uh -huh. like, I mean, that can increase the the time of year or the temperature yeah. range where it's comfortable to be outside. And you know what else does is blankets. You've hung out on my parents' yes. patio. If you there's have a blankets basket, everywhere. Oh, there's blankets everywhere. And it does change like your comfort level because Santa Barbara is cool. It's never cold, cold, but it's cool a lot of the time, except when you came. Um, so having blankets everywhere is really nice. It's just a little luxury. Your parents have that awesome space in the back of their house where there's that big covered porch yeah. area. And you'd almost, I feel like you'd almost need some kind of dedicated storage, especially a place like Michigan where it rains so yeah. much. Like you would yeah. need to keep blankets outside. Yeah. There would have to be a really good way to do Airtight. that. And I'd actually love to hear from listeners about if anyone's kind of solved that. Like if you yeah. just have a normal backyard without like a huge space to tuck things into maybe like a Rubbermaid container. I don't know. Yeah. It must be something. Yeah. Um, we already talked a little bit about your particular style that you like with outdoor furniture. Do you feel like that's dictated by I, when it comes to outdoor furniture, I am completely a slave to whatever's trendy right now. Like I don't have much of a, 
a worldview about it, I right. guess. I look at what's cool and I'm like, oh, I like that. I like yeah. stripes, but maybe yeah. I only like stripes because right now everybody likes stripes. Yeah, I think I also I think- like 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 tropical florals but maybe that's because they're in I don't know (laughs) yeah no I think I'm I think I'm the same way I will say that I do resist a little bit what um if you only go to Lowe's and Home Depot I feel like there's this look that almost reminds me of hotels Mm -hmm. it's like just fashionable enough to feel modern and clean but it's so generic that it feels like or Costco Costco's guilty of this too because you can get really good deals and Costco I always think their furniture is like this it's almost clean and modern enough, but not quite. There's like some place where they cut corner in mass distribution where it just feels, it feels like a hotel and that's nothing. I mean, there could be some great quality pieces. So I, I would say I'm a little more drawn to like something that feels like it was more boutique or Mm -hmm. original. Um, it's like the throw pillows that come with the sofa at the furniture store. They're always like, ugly but they're ugly like someone tried to make them not anything and then by accident they became ugly well and it's you know what it is is it's pleasing like how can we please yes. people with contemporary style and traditional style and farmhouse rustic and it's right so it's like it goes into an algorithm and it's like you almost do a double take you're like oh that looks really nice and then you're like wait wait and no it doesn't but it's like a thousand dollars and it's not quite right if i'm gonna spend a thousand dollars for this patio set or this you know whatever it is it i don't I, yeah and at yes. Costco is classic for that because they do have really good deals and it's almost great. But then I'm like, but I'm not quite sure if that's my style. And I think it's because they're trying to be everybody's style. I Let know. me, I totally agree. I'm going to back up really quick when we're talking about um, little touches that make a, a difference outdoors. What do you, do you guys have to do much about bug control? Um, so we have fly, flies are, have been a problem the last few summers. And this is part of my, I need a screen door or a Dutch door or a Dutch door with a screen. Um, the flies come right into the kitchen, just house flies, regular yeah. house flies. But once they get started, it's really hard to stop them. And I like having the door open. I like having the kids run in and out. And then it's always by like September or October that it, I, I reach my breaking point and I want to lose my mind over flies. That's really it. We don't really have mosquitoes. You can get mosquitoes around here, but we just don't have any water. Like if you had a swimming yeah. pool or, yeah. you know, more, more water. Um, and then we don't have like gross bugs. We don't have like bugs like you find in the South or the Midwest. Right. Like we're not like California's just not buggy, but the yeah. flies, the flies get annoying. Uh, what else? We've got lizards. Some people on the other side of the street where that backs up to the canyon, they get snakes in their backyard, but we do not because there's a big um, kind of open canyon on the other side of the street, but we don't get snakes. So we just get lizards. We have squirrels who squirrels or bunnies who will sometimes eat tomatoes and lots of birds, but no, no bugs other than flies. But the flies are a problem. Definitely mosquitoes and other summer bugs become part of the decor. Yeah, that's just- like you almost just have to like come up with like pretty citronella candles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I so. found a, like a 24 pack of citronella votives, which I thought mm-hmm. was clever because instead of like one big fat, expensive citronella, like you, you can, put, can always you can be, kind of put them everywhere. Yeah, That's kind of what I was be. thinking. We don't yeah. need them quite as much, but I did think that was a clever idea. Okay. So we're like totally out of time, but I wanted to ask you this question. Do you have any experience with bug zappers? <laughs> Wait, what's a bug zapper? Is it where you it sucks it up? talking about? No, okay. So this oh, is a thing. Oh, they like do you fly know? into it and it electrocutes yeah. them? Yeah, oh, and okay. it makes a sound. Yes. Have you, I mean, you, have you ever been around them? Not a lot. Because this is like a totally when I was growing up in Michigan thing. And I don't, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of fallen out of favor, but I remember clearly sitting on front porches when I was a little kid, listening to the sound of like the neighborhood bug zappers. And you would know if a big one flew in because it, like, it would make a juicier zap. 
What what do they look like? What does the device they actually look, look like? Like a light? Well, the ones I've ever seen, they look like lanterns. They look like a light, like an okay. outdoor light. They hang. They're typically a hanging light. Okay. With like a like a grate around it. Um, okay. So you wouldn't stick your finger in it. You don't want to do that. So like there's like almost like a, yeah, like a grate around it and small enough holes for bugs, like big enough for holes to get in or bugs to get in. And it would go zzz, zzz, zzz. And if it made like a longer I can definitely like, sound, yeah, I hear that. But that yeah, not growing biggin. up, maybe in my Chicago days, but yeah. not growing up in the Midwest. Yeah, I have no, no experience with bug zappers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might get one and then invite you to come hang out in my backyard just with to me hear, this summer. Hear the just bugs to hear the bugs. We can hear them. We cry. can like, yeah, we can rock in our chairs and cover up with blankets and listen to bugs. Yeah, I would like to hang out in your backyard. Let's make that happen. Let's make that happen for sure. Well, we're, this was really fun. I had a lot more to say than I thought I might, actually. So I want to go outside, go shopping first, and then go outside. But yeah. I am just inspired, like you said, like just start going out and using your space and then, yep. you know, fill it with the things that make you happy. But you, you've got to, you've got to just start doing it for it to feel comfortable. And even and sometimes, sometimes to you know have to you do need. it to, you to know what you need. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Sometimes you have to just spend time in an uncomfortable space to know what would make it more comfortable. Um, well, and that's a good reminder. If you guys missed Tuesday's episode, we talked all about getting outside with our kids and whether that's natural for us or more of a challenge. So if you missed that one, go back and listen um, to Tuesday's episode about getting outside with kids. Yep. And if you're brand new here, uh, check back with us on Tuesday. There will be a brand new episode about something motherhood or parenting related. All right, guys. See ya. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of The Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash the mom hour.